0: Welcome to Make the Grade with the Success Doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Stephen Green, the Success Doctor. Creativity. Let's get creative. Today is about getting creative. Who's ready to get creative? Hopefully students are, because that's the point. When you want to learn something or need to learn something, it is important to have multiple, multiple ways that you can approach the information. I've talked about this before in terms of looking at information differently. If you remember the the episode, Bottom Up, Top Down, And I can get back into that, but that's not the point of today's podcast. Today, it's about creative ways that you can manage and work with information to better help you to recall. So famously, you know, there's always this story, hey, I I woke up this morning to the radio and I heard some song I hadn't heard in 30 years or 10 years. I knew every word. How can that possibly be? when I can't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Hmm. Yeah. Ever happened to you? Uh, the reason, part of the reason is that the melody gives you a multiple sensory way to remember something. Uh, famously, you can put words to songs that you already know the tune of, and it's easier to remember. There's a example with the quadratic formula where multiple people have made music versions of it, negative B plus or minus the square root, whatever. <laughs> Won't get that far with it, but, but the simple of this is that taking information and putting it into multiple formats, visual, auditory, uh, writing, all help to reinforce the information. They all take a little bit of time, of course, but if you can find techniques that you enjoy and do and work with this. So I'm gonna give you a quick list. I'm gonna give you a quick example. I'm gonna encourage you to try this. Send me some examples that you do. I get them from students. Some are really awesome. A great example of this in sort of a community way is a company called Quizlet. I imagine if you're a student, you're probably familiar with it. It's essentially an online flashcard that has all kinds of, of very cool uh, of functions for it. Once you make the flashcards, you can do quizzes and, and print them out, all sorts of things. And I don't have any professional affiliation with Quizlet, but what they do is great. And it plays right into what I'm talking about here, but they're, they're primarily a visual medium. So I'm gonna talk specifically today about something I did with a student recently. They had to learn the different phases of the moon. Okay. Now may or may not sound difficult. And there apparently are more phases of the moon than one may think. Yes. So he had a sheet of paper that had pictures of each one. So there's a a new moon and the crescent moon and the half moon and the new moon and all this. And he was just kind of staring at it, kind of taking his finger and tracing through it and kind of talking to himself, noon, moon, crescent, moon, waxing, moon, half, moon, whatever. And I said, no, 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 let's try something different. So we opened up the studio here and did it like an interview, which I'm going to attach to this podcast. And I think you'll see how, how much more effective it can be. So the idea is that you take the information and now we make it auditory. We make it verbal. So you can actually speak it If you have a phone, and I assume most people have access to one, voice recorders, voice notes, this is a great way to do it. I used to do this a lot with students to learn vocabulary. So we'd put on the voice memo and just say a word, erudite. Erudite means scholarly, very intelligent. Let's use it in a sentence. The erudite student was always getting ready for the test on time. And then you would play it back. And here there's a power, I I can't explain the psychology of it, or the neurology, but there's a power of hearing it in your own voice. So I think this is just a great technique. It's underutilized. I do it with my students, I don't wanna say a lot, but, but often enough when it makes sense. And it's, it's fun, it's interactive, and it helps to learn, which is the bottom line. Because this ultimately is about understanding material in multiple ways. So that when you get into the test, you're prepared for whatever way the system or the test is gonna ask you to present the material. Got it? And again, this is recycling some ideas I've had in the past, but it's because they keep coming up and they're important. So without any further ado, I'd like to you have a quick listen to this presentation with the moonologist, Gavin. All right, so here we are. This is Dr. Stephen Green here. I've got a special guest in the studio today. Hi. This, this is Gavin, and he is the world's expert on the moon. Can you believe it? Especially at his young age, very, very provocative. So, Gavin, and, and unfortunately, those of you at home in podcast land cannot see the model, Gavin actually brought a full-size moon with him <laughs> into the studio today, right? Yep. So Gavin's going to explain to us the different phases of the moon. So can you think you can handle that?
0: Yup. All
1: right, so Gavin, take it away. Tell me about the phases of the moon and why they're important.
0: Well, the phases of the moon are important because they have different meanings of the different studies of the moon. So the first moon is the new moon, mm. and that, that is when the sun does not reflect off the moon.
1: So the moon is really shiny then or dark? Dark. Dark, ah. So I might not even know it's there. No. Interesting.
0: But you do see an outline.
1: Ah. Hmm. So what happens next?
0: Next we have the waxing crescent, which looks like a little piece of a day, and you see a little bit of light that just comes from the new moon.
1: Waxing crescent. So what does waxing mean?
0: Waxing means to get bigger.
1: Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. And then? So what happens next?
0: The first quarter moon, which is a whole day, and only half of the light is missing, and half the moon is lighted.
1: So interestingly enough, it's called the quarter of the moon. It's called the first quarter, but you're actually seeing half of the moon. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so it starts with the new moon, then it goes to the waxing crescent, then the first quarter, then what?
0: Then we have the waxing gibbous, which is basically the whole entire moon just with a little piece of dark. It's like a dark piece of a crescent.
1: So sort of like the anti-crescent.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, hmm. And then what happens?
0: And then after that, you see the whole entire moon, which is called a full moon.
1: And that's white.
0: Yeah, completely. The sun is shining all over, well, on one half of it,
1: completely. Yeah. Wow, so that's the end of the story?
0: Nope. Oh. Then it goes darker, and now it's a waxing gibbous, which covers up a little bit of light, and now it's starting to look like a sea. Hmm. It's basically a crescent on the right, just like the waxing gibbous, but instead it's the waning gibbous on the right.
1: So if waxing means getting bigger, waning means
0: getting smaller.
1: Whoa. In, and they're only one letter difference. Waxing yeah. and waning, but they have a completely opposite meaning. Yeah. I can't believe this.
0: Then after that, <laughs> it's the third quarter.
1: Okay. There's
0: no second quarter. The third quarter is basically the another half on the right side, and now it looks like a C completely.
1: So the half that was lit up in the first quarter is dark in the third quarter, and the part that was dark in the first quarter is lit up in the third quarter.
0: Yes. And then after that, we have the waning crescent. And now the waning crescent is just like the waxing crescent, but on the other side.
1: The side that makes the sea.
0: Yeah. And then after that, the new moon and the cycle starts all over again.
1: Now, how long does this take to happen? A year?
0: No, it takes around 29.5 days.
1: Whoa. 29.5 Twenty-nine point five days,
0: and it is called a lunar month.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, can you tell me anything else important about the moon?
0: Yeah, The phases of the moon occur in cycles. First, the new moon appears just barely in the sky. Then, as the moon moves through the sky, it orbits. You see more of its lighted side.
1: So, what do we call? What's that called?
0: That is called a waxing crescent.
1: Mm. Wow. Okay. Then what?
0: When the moon reaches the opposite side of the earth, you see all of the lighted side.
1: That's the full Full moon. moon. Yeah. Okay. Then what?
0: Next, you see less and less of the lighted side, and it becomes a crescent moon, which is a waning crescent.
1: I can't believe it. And that's it.
0: And then finally, the moon, the moon moves between Earth and the sun again, which makes a full moon. I mean a new moon. A new moon. Yeah.
1: 29.25 days later.
0: And it, it, then it's the new moon again.
1: Well, this, has been, this has been enlightening. <laughs> An enlightening discussion about the moon. Is there anything else you wanted to tell us about the moon here?
0: Nope.
1: That's it? Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Well, this has been a very exciting episode of the Science Hour here. Our special guest, moonologist, moon expert, Gavin. Gavin, it was wonderful having you here. Thank you. We will see you next time. Maybe we can talk about the sun. Bye. All right. What'd you think? Do you see the point? Do you see how it might in many cases, be easier to learn in this style than it would be just taking a piece of paper, know, a piece of paper, see, and just going, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. This is active, engaged study versus something more passive that you really don't get to do with the same level of enthusiasm. So this podcast always is, always was, always will be, about giving parents and students actionable items that you can do right away. Even in the middle, pause the podcast, do it, try it. Definitely at the very end, take action, listen, learn, take action, maximize your education. So this is number one in what will probably become a series. I want to thank all of my listeners, all the subscribers, all the people that share this. I would like to believe that the more people that can listen to this information, the better the world is in the education sense, and the more people out there are able to maximize their learning and reach their potential. As always, please provide feedback, engage, let me know what you're thinking. Email s g r e e n e at make the grade.net. See, I should turn that into a little song, right? www.makethegrade.net. The Facebook communities, the success community, the resource community, my Facebook page. Let's hear from you. So, Thank you very much. It's holiday season here in the United States. We're coming up on it. So I hope everybody is is, uh, festive and enjoying themselves and spending time with family and loved ones. Have a great week. Until the next episode, Dr. Stephen Green, the success doctor. See you next time.
0: You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.